2478, Spousal Social Security, and Equal Funds on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Welcome, everyone. Good to have you here. Hello, Cassie. Hello, sir. Good to be here. Yes, let's jump into some questions. Question number one is, if HR 2478 which is a house bill all about buying time back, takes effect after you retire, can you still buy back temp time? Well, Cassie, explain to us what just the basics of temp time and what you can and can't buy back right now. So currently, FERS employees, and that's what this bill specifically um, pertains to, is FERS employees. And they anything before 1-1 of 1989, uh, any non-deduction service, meaning temporary service, um, seasonal, intern service as a student or what have you, when you worked for the federal government and did not contribute to the FERS program, then you're eligible to make a deposit for that service. So that way it's creditable under your retirement for eligibility and computating uh, your pension. But any service after 1-1 of 1989 for those different pieces, of course, there's exceptions to every rule, but for the most part, they're not able to make a deposit for that service and have it be creditable under their retirement. So this bill is going to allow um, folks in the first program to make a deposit for that service from 1-1 of 89 and beyond um, to to have it be creditable under the FERS um, eligibility and and um, pension computation. Right, and there are so many people looking forward to that happening. So many people look saying, oh, I yeah. hope it happens, I hope it. But they've been hoping for that for years now. <laughs> this has been up. You know what, it makes sense. I'm thinking, you know what, just do it. It makes sense. If they if they want to buy their time back, then just yeah. do it. Why are we? I I don't know. That that's me. Why are we holding out? But I I don't know all the ins and outs of why why not. So sure. And right now, though, only employees and people who have separated from service but not retired are the ones eligible to even make a deposit for that non deduction service prior right. to that time. People that have retired don't have that option. Right. Um, because OPM has already given them that option. Once they've turned in that retirement application, then they automatically give an employee um, the opportunity to make a deposit or redeposit for that service if they see that none has been made. Whether they make a deposit or not is up to the employee, obviously. But if they say, hey, no, thanks, then that's it they get to separate yep. or retire rather and that um time is not counted for eligibility or computation and so then you know opm can um do their calculations on that you know without that service being included right. um so 
I don't really expect that to change, right. even if they do pass this bill yeah. for retirees. Now, who knows? It's kind of like the SRS bill that's been um, floating around the House floor for Forever. a number of years. You know, that special retirement supplement on whether or not they're going to get rid of that. Yep. You know, are they going to get rid of it from everybody who has who is um, already receiving that benefit? Doing Probably well. not, right. because they're already receiving that benefit, and maybe they would have made different choices about retiring if right. they weren't going to be receiving that benefit. And so, um, I really don't think that they would change somebody's circumstances in retirement, whether it's for the better or for worse. Right. Um, I don't even know if they'll change it for regular FERS employees. They might just say, hey, this is only for the new FERS employees right. under the FERS right, FERS Free program. I mean, until it's in law, though, we know nothing. We don't give advice for anything. We're not even going to tell you that it's going to take effect because there have been bills that have been floating around the house for years. And until they pass, it is what it is. We we go on what is the what are the rules today, and and you know go from there. So <laughs> right, we can we can try to anticipate, but at the same time, at, at the eleventh hour, they can change stuff, and they do. They'll say, you know what, this is the way it's going. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, right before you sign it, let's make this one switch so that you know. For example, they could say. All right, all FERS employees, if you have time that you bought or time that you could buy back, then you go ahead and do that. But at the last minute, they could say, actually, this is only for new employees or this is for anyone hired after 2010 only. If you were hired before or if you had service before 2010 that you could buy back or and we yeah. just, you're right. Like you said, we don't know until they actually pass it and we can speculate, but but you're right. One of the things that I, I keep going back to is that it would be horrible if they changed it right on people for the worse, where they've been planning their whole retirement for this one particular thing. And now they can't do it at the last minute, you know, like the SRS or other things. Usually they don't do that because if you're planning on it, you've been it's been going on for a long time. So I don't, but again, we don't know what they're going to do if they do anything yeah. at all. So, I don't know. Okay, that's question number one. Question <laughs> number two, what is the best time to have a spouse start drawing social security? That's a great question. I have no idea though. There are too many factors here that right. come into play as far as when a spouse should be drawing social security. like. Is your spouse, has your spouse passed away? Um, are they still living? Are you going to be collecting on a former, former spouse's social security? Like what exactly is your situation? Yeah. Are you still working? Are they still um, working? They're... Do they have a 401k? Do you have anything in your TSP? <laughs> What's your tax bracket? What's your health like? What's, oh my goodness. So what is the best time is the question? There isn't. There is not a best time that is for everyone. It is so individual. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, 
And I even have to, I mean, as, as soon as you can, I guess, I'm, I mean, is their benefit going to be more than yours? Is it even going to be worth it for you? Like there, right. you've really got to look into these different factors. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing, the, the team of advisors that we have in our trusted network, that's what they do. They help you distill down on these little nuances right. and how to coordinate all of these different benefits and, and, you know, pieces of your federal benefits and more if that's something of interest to you. And so if you're yeah. not sure, um, let us know and, you know, we'll at least get you in touch with somebody who can help you answer that question. <laughs> I want I want to I have a quick story. And I don't think I've told this story before on Fenda Babel, but okay. there was um, there was someone, a, a federal couple who came in to one of the advisors in our trusted network and sat down and said, okay, we have a plan. We've created a plan. Here it is on spreadsheet. And he took a look at that and said, good job. That's great. Do you mind if I tweak a few things? And they said, sure, go, you know, go for it. And he tweaked it and for them, he found a way to get them over $200,000 more in social security alone what? over their lifetime. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it is, is not, yeah, it is not a small issue. It is not a small, oh, wow. we can get a little bit more. No, there are circumstances where you can get so much more if you do it right. And people just think, oh, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to do it at my FRA. Well, what if your FRA isn't the best? What if your spouse should dip in to his or her 401k first and you take Social Security and then later on it flips? Or, I mean, there, there are so many, I don't know that that's even a good combination, but there are a lot of combinations and you got to do it right to maximize the m amount of money you get. And it even depends on if you're eligible to take a spousal right. benefit. Right. right. There are certain employees that are not eligible for a spousal benefit because their pension is simply too much. And the government pension offset comes into effect because maybe the person themselves haven't paid into Social Security. They were a state employee. They were a federal employee yep. under CSRS. They were, you know, some sort of local employee where they didn't take out social security deductions and um they're not eligible to collect a spousal benefit because their pension's so high that it it wipes the benefit out for them so it it also depends on if you're even eligible for this right. benefit you might think that you are a lot of people do um and then they get stuck with that oh wait i forgot about this little rule so in social security where so you know it it's is are your spouse's benefit subject to the windfall elimination provision, yep. the WEP provision? There are there are certain exceptions within Social Security that it's you've got to take a look at what those benefits are, how much they are, if you're going to qualify or not, and then um, you know determine if it's <laughs> worth it for you. <laughs> yep, yep. Again, that's why you got to talk to someone to make sure because I I would hate to have seen, for example, this couple miss out on over $200,000 over their lifetimes. Oh my goodness, that's huge. Yeah. That's monumental. That, is, that could make or break somebody's comfortability of their yep. retirement. 
Yep. I don't Absolutely. know if that's a word, comfortability, but it's a I, word that I, I'm I like using it. today. We're doing it. I like it. Comfortability. Comfortability. <laughs> We're writing that one down, Cassie. We're using that again. Let's go on to the next question. Let's see if we can use this comfortability word once more. Can you please explain 50 cents GC funds? Okay, let me explain this to you and I'll have you answer this. And we can talk about this. All so right. in the workshop, one example that I give is something I mentioned, okay, the TSP can't do this. And what this is, is so for example, if, if someone has 50% of their money in the G fund, 50% in the in the C fund, then every dollar they take out as a distribution comes out 50-50. It doesn't, you know, you can't go in and say, okay, I want 80% from the G fund and 20% from the C or vice versa or a combination or only from this one, only from this one. It's, it's proportionate, proportionate, proportional, now I'm making up words, Cassie. I've got your disease. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you've, you've infected me with that. So you cannot go in and do that. So, so that, that is what that means. L let me ask you, w w talk to us about the ramifications of doing one or the other or, or split or doing that or or being a, because you can in an IRA, right? You can say, I want only that or only that. Yes. Well, and there's there's more to this than how <laughs> just deep simply do we the go? Funds, okay. Because it also depends on if they have if they're talking traditional money, Roth money, or traditional right. and Roth. Um post is it the Secure Act? Um, or the TSP Modernization, Modernization Act that happened, um, you know, 2019 and 2020, then, you know, there have been some changes within the TSP right. that have really um, addressed these different um, rules that, that used to be, and now they're different. So let's talk about what they are right now. Um, traditional TSP, you can withdraw a portion of but again, like you were saying, it will be, you know, proportionate to what funds you are in. So if you've got 25% um, in the G fund, 25% in the C fund, 25% in the S fund, 25% in the I fund, then each quarter of a dollar that you're going to withdraw is coming out from those four different funds. So you're not just, okay, I want to take out the G fund money because I want to make the other stuff grow. Right. Um, because the market's doing really good. You can't do that. It's going to proportionately take out that. Now you can specifically take out traditional money now, though, right. and say, okay, and I want to pay well. taxes right. for this money. Right. Right. But you, and the flip side is correct as well, where if you have the Roth account with the TSP and you want to take money directly from your Roth, then that's fine. But again, you're gonna have the same um, problem with the um, funds where if you are, let's use your example, 50% in the G fund and 50% in the C fund, then for every dollar you take out, 50 cents is gonna come out from each fund. You can't just take the C fund money because right. the market's doing really bad and you want, you know, the G fund is a safe, safe money right now. Um, what you can do 
is go into and, and transfer your money around into the different funds, then take a withdrawal, wait for all that to process, and then go back to the funds that back. you would like to be contributing to. True. So, that, so I get that question all the time. Well, then can I just take, you know, put it all into the G fund, then pull it from that and then put it back? And actually, technically, yes, you can. However, as we always know, just because you can doesn't mean you shouldn't. And there are circumstances where if someone did that, they would actually be hurting themselves more than before. And so, you know, people just, it's incredible. I watch when I, when I deliver this content and I'm in front of an audience and, and I, and I say this, I just watch people some in, in their mind, you can see it going, well, I'll just do this. I'll just transfer it all over into the G fund and then take it all out. And then when I see that, I have to just pipe up and say, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And it actually probably hurts yeah. you if you do. But one of the things that I do say always is that if, and this is how I word it in the workshop. I say, if you want to run out of money faster, do this. Have it come out equally from each fund as it sets. That's great. If you want your money to last years longer, you need to be able to go into certain funds at certain times to take it out or certain percentages and you do the mix. I mean, no joke, years yeah. longer is what you can make your money last. But the but the TSP just doesn't allow that. And that's one of the things that yeah. I wish the Modernization Act would have fixed, but they didn't fix that one. That's a huge one that they just ignored completely. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because they should have fixed that. Yeah, and it's just like people think, oh, well, if I'm gonna get you know this certain amount of money over here in this IRA, then what's the point of you know rolling it over, transferring it into an IRA when I can just take that same amount of money in a TSP? Well, there are other benefits uh, to the yes. IRA yes. that you need to take a look at um, where you can have guaranteed lifetime income for that same amount, whether your fund depletes to zero or not, right? There are, the, I mean, I'm not saying that that's the case for every IRA, but you need to look at additional features yeah, um, and not just the one that, you know, oh, well, TSP statement says I'm going to get $1,400 a month. That's great. That is for one different flavor of their annuity product with MetLife, right? Right. And if you're looking at annuitizing it with a private sector company anyways, because that's what the government's going to do for you, only you don't own it. They do. <laughs> um, and I don't know about you. I don't want the government to own my money. Yeah. Then I'm going to go out and look at other companies on, on my own and see if those are more beneficial and what those features are that are offered with those other companies because they might have something that this company doesn't have. And that's right. what I love about um, our trusted advisors is they're going to give you that advice. Um, you know, whether, whether they're able to help you or not is another story, but they're at least going to be able to answer these different questions for you and help you determine on what the, what the best solution is for you they're finding those loop those loopholes and those gaps in your benefits and making sure that what you do in retirement is actually beneficial for you they're not just trying to make a quick dollar 
Um, if they can't help you, they're open and honest and they'll tell you, hey, there's nothing I can do for you. Your plan looks great. But here's right. something that you can tweak with Social Security to give you, you know, $200,000 more. And I don't bet and they don't benefit from that. Right. That is simply just something that they would have given you advice on. Um, right. Of course, you might have to pay a little bit for their time, but that's not, you know, they don't make a lot of money on those suggestions right. um, for those those different things. And so, um, you know, don't be afraid to have somebody who is versed in the federal benefits and, and a financial advisor give you advice or or help you determine these things or, or don't be afraid of our report, right? Because that's free. Right. It's no cost to you. They're simply trying to determine where you are and, you know, have give somebody who's who's versed in it um, you know, to meet with you and determine if you want continued help or not. You don't have to sign up for them. There is no sales pitch. There's right. nothing like that. It's just simply find out where you are so you can make those determinations for yourself. Right. Spot on. Oh, so you went over time. That's okay. If you would, please like, subscribe, hit the bell, whatever, so you can get more of these videos sent to you. And uh, thanks for being here. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. If it goes. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.